Well, hello. Welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast here in DNVR, the DNVR world. This is the only episode that will be in the DNVR Broncos feed. So if you want more of these podcasts, subscribe to the That's Good Broncos podcast feed, where myself, Brandon Perna, and my co-host, Will Keys, will be dropping two to three Broncos-themed pods every week, reacting to the games, predicting the future games, and presenting Broncos news in a way that... Uh, a, a man who can't grow up would. And analysis that never, ever goes too deep. We're thrilled to be here with DNVR, so love us. Dear God, please love us. Oh, oh, I bet you're feeling really good today, Broncos fans. Are you? Do you got other you got other things in your life going on? To, I don't think so. To make you feel good. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. I think this is the first episode where it's official that That's Good Sports has partnered with DNVR. So we're very excited about that. Yep. Uh, basically what that means is uh, once we saw DNVR had a bar we were like how do we get them to give us alcohol and this is how that's gonna happen whenever we go to that bar will we are gonna make them regret partnering with us because we're gonna drink so much and that's probably gonna be a long time because you and I have only seen each other in real life once uh, and people we did drink yep we did drink some beers. Your dad bought us all our beers, yep. and uh, it was very lovely. Think about, big I was time, just big I was time crushing Bud Lights. My dad. Yeah. Were we having Bud Lights? I think we were having a little bit of everything. Middle but lights? I want you to go to the DNVR uh, official bar, just get a bunch of envelopes, and fill those envelopes with beer, and then pop a stamp <laughs> on them and send them directly to my mailbox. I'll, uh, I, I'll, if I can remember to at least – Make a video of me trying to do that. I will definitely do it. You have to get the sturdiest envelopes they have, which okay. I'm sure they have yeah. Uh, yeah. some nice ones there. Manila. Yeah. I need Manila, some Manila. envelopes. Some, yeah, some thrillers. And, and double Manila. stuff those. Double stuff those bad boys. Stack <laughs> them up. Water seal them. Get, uh, get some does, flex tape. Water seal on those envelopes. Does this require uh, first class postage or like, what do I got to do here? The, the flex seal. Have you seen the one where it's just the, the, the tub of goo and you just <laughs> slap the goo on shit? It's a very, yeah, it's a very violent process. You just got to just take a hunk of it and throw it at whatever you're trying to seal up. Yeah. I, I saw it the other day. I was like, Oh my God, this commercial is so good. I was like, I want to make a parody of it. Like it's just a tub of shit. We take that. Oh yeah, no. We take the worst defenses in the NFL, and then flex seal them. Yeah. Ooh. And suddenly, suddenly they're they're not allowing touchdowns anymore. Look at yeah, that segue. No. You know, shout, who- out, shout out to uh, our new benevolent corporate overlords at, at DNVR. They hate vowels like Vic Fangio hates calling timeouts late in the game. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So the the Broncos. It is late. 
we were just live on YouTube. Now we're recording the podcast. This is going to be up in the morning, though. But the Broncos just lost to the Titans, 16-14. Is that, is, was that the exact score that the Broncos lost to the Bears last year? Or was it, it was close. The summer, I think it it was, might have been like 15-17. I don't remember. Anyway. Something, something along those lines. It was deja vu. It fucking sucked. Yeah. It looked like the Broncos were going to were going to win. It felt like they were in control of the game. We were all laughing at Stefan Gostowski missing all of his field goals. Shelby Harris blocking one of them. Let's talk about Shelby Harris at some point and how good he is at blocking field clutch. goals. Good board. I didn't know you could be clutch as a, a defensive lineman, but apparently no, you can. He is so clutch. He's I know. one of my favorite players. Uh, but, yeah, it was like just a kick in the nuts and then – like, as soon as the nuts felt better, another kick. And this time, the boot had steel toe, toe in it. I would argue they kicked each nut individually, <laughs> working from left to right. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely a steel-toed kick right to the, right to the Josie Jewels. Ooh. Also had, had a nice hit in that game. He uh, did. He played nicely, um, other than removing Jeremy McNichols head from his shoulders yeah i thought he i thought he uh you know he he mitigated the loss of todd davis and mark Barron. i thought yeah played pretty nicely no he played well so i'll i'll say maybe i was a little hard on them for getting rid of todd davis jesse jewel looked nice okay here's what here's the story of the game you already know what happened uh broncos score a touchdown everything's going good and then will what happened click it it was some bullshit. Will's got three some, words. Will's got a button that you push it and it says bullshit. Uh, All right, one, more, one more time. I don't have yeah. to. I don't have to say anything on this podcast. This no, button does all the work for me. There you go. You just click the bullshit button, and that's all our job is. It's just robots. Robots are taking our jobs. I need. Yeah. I need a. Uh, universal income like andrew yang said yeah i mean look my wife and i both met as video editors and yep we have a new baby in the house and she has like some videos and photos of it and she just downloaded this app that put the video together for her oh. and it looked oh, like no. i was like man it would it have taken me a while to put a video together that nice and i was like makes you a little nervous doesn't it our jobs are gonna be gone a good thing we, I mean, I still edit all of my videos, but she's moved on to bigger and better things. Uh, anyway, Broncos lose this game for some self-inflicted wounds. Uh, the Melvin Gordon fumble, probably the most costly. He kind of redeemed himself later with a rushing touchdown, had a, a few nice runs, but that was the biggest mistake. Jerry Judy's two drops. Uh, also, probably, you could argue, cost the Broncos the game. Broncos get stuffed on the goal line on fourth and one. Maybe they should have kicked a field goal there, taken the points. That would put them in a different situation, uh, mainly a tie game at the end of the game. And uh, Vic Fangio not utilizing any of his three timeouts at the end of the game when the clock was just draining to infinity. Yeah, I mean, it's not like cap space. You don't get to roll it over to the next game. They don't – believe it or not, they don't get five timeouts in the first half next week. No. That would be nice. 
Um, it would be. I don't know what you'd use them for, but um, maybe for you know, Ben Roethlisberger to think about just retiring. To, just to enjoy, just to you know, savor the moment a little bit. Just smell the smell the green grass. Did you, you know. <laughs> did you watch a your did you watch the Giants Steelers game at all? I did. Yeah. Uh, I saw some of it. Danny, Danny, Danny Dimes had a really nice touchdown pass to Darius Slayton. And he did. He also had a couple of um, Eli Manning-esque interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the, one of the most impressive drives uh, I've seen out of a young quarterback. And then he throws that throws pick. one of the ugliest picks. He just he was rolling, rolling under pressure and just hunked it up into the air for the defense to grab. Uh, yep. Similar, like in, I would say, mistakes where Drew Locke, you know, he missed a, a couple of key throws. The, the deep ball, the Deshaun yeah. Hamilton, that was a big miss. And then the uh, touchdown pass to Nick Vanette. Uh, not, neither of those were intercepted, so they don't look like as big of mistakes as what, you know, Daniel Jones' uh, interception looked like. But those are the types of things, like, we have to see Drew Locke get better at if we're going to believe he is the guy. And for the most part, he looked – he felt like the Broncos – have a quarterback and it's just like yeah little things need to improve and and hopefully we see more out of him and he connects on some of those plays a lot of young guys out there uh and yeah Steven Gostowski missed three field goals one blocked by Shelby Harris and a point after and then he kicks the game winner Uh, I mean could you not see that coming from like no three miles away I mean yes as soon as as soon as it the was Broncos, set up perfectly. Yeah, I mean, as soon as the Broncos did not make anything of that drive with uh, five, like five minutes left in the game, and the Titans got the ball back, uh, I was I was very worried. It just felt like things were going to collapse. It was uh, very poorly mismanaged, not only on the last defensive drive, but on the last two offensive possessions. I mean, we, you know, we can go back and legislate it all day long, and we talked about it earlier on the stream. But you know, if you're aggressive, then it looks really good. But you know, the first pass to Jerry Judy on that on that last drive, if he converts, like they're in field goal range, that might yeah. ice it. Uh, to be completely honest, he drops it for the second time. Uh, second and three, I think later on, they had a, um, a handoff to Melvin Gordon that I thought was way too conservative. And then they try the bomb to Deshaun Hamilton. And, you know, you, you have to, you can't really like, can't really second guess the play call when the guy's running wide open in the end zone uh, and, you know, beat one on one coverage. But either yeah. you know, Locke just didn't put enough air on it. They had a little bit of a miscommunication. I mean, from watching it, you kind of have to put it on Locke. But at the same time, like, you have the ball with pretty good field position twice late in the fourth quarter. And to, to yeah. run, like, something like 51 seconds off the clock is – that's tough. It's hard to do. That, that last – to do it. The, the very last drive the Broncos had, it was, it was fielded – the punt was fielded like around the 50-ish yard line and yeah. Spencer, you know, ran out of bounds. So they, they need like 15 yards there to get into field goal range and they just couldn't do it. 
Um, that was that was pretty brutal. I think if you're trying to to pick the the one play you could have back, it's the Melvin Gordon fumble. Because even if say Fangio manages the clock properly, uses his timeouts, there's not a lot in your control there. Tennessee had the momentum. I think they were going to score no matter what in that situation. Um, right. You would you you have to stop them from getting a first down where then they can run out the clock or or whatever. But the the Melvin Gordon fumble hurts even more because the Broncos were backed up to start that drive and. I think Philip Lindsay had a, a nice run to get him out of there, and then Drew Locke made a, a play, and then it was just gave gave Tennessee the ball, and they were able to score a touchdown, which they were, they only scored one legitimate touchdown on their own. The, the other one was gifted to them, and the Broncos' defense just clinched. Anytime Tennessee got close, I think I was impressed with how well the Broncos' defense played even though they didn't do anything flashy, which is also similar to last year when they, they didn't have any sacks right. for the first few games. They got one in this, this uh, game. They didn't have any interceptions against Tennessee. Like they got close a few times, though. The OJ yeah. one on the sideline um, would have been their, their lone turnover, and that got called back because right. – um, Alexander Johnson was, was being too mean to Derrick Henry, and so yeah. they decided to throw a flag. Adam. Alexander Johnson sh- shoved the toughest running back yeah. in the NFL and got flagged for it. Yeah, he, he they called they gave him 15 yards for being an, a big jerk to Derrick yeah. Henry. Big old um, big old mean mean man. Yeah, I mean there was the play where Alexander Johnson blitzed Tannehill up the middle and that ball was just floating up there for a while. There's a ton of balls that were just kind of yeah hanging like in Justin, you're like who's gonna come up with this Justin Simmons yeah almost had, had one and it hands it, on it it was it would have been like an amazing interception yeah uh, had he grabbed it it's not like he should have had it but it just didn't fall their way and that's we were waiting for that for so long last season for the things to start falling their way and, and they never did they never did I believe it will happen earlier this year. I have to believe that. I have to believe they'll make plays against the Steelers next week. And the Steelers' defense looks really good again. They are. Um, they are really good. They, they, can get, they can get pressure. That's going to be a real issue next week. Uh, we'll talk yeah, about we've that got, more later. We've got TJ Watt versus Elijah Wilkinson to look forward to. Yeah, and Bud Dupree was playing well. I mean, it was – anyway, I don't want to think about it right now. Um, no, and we AJ won't. Boye gets hurt. Of course, uh, as does Philip Lindsay. And Philip Lindsay. I think um, looking at the early reports, it looked like a turf toe for for Lindsay, and then Ooh. for Boye. Uh, I read a tweet that his shoulder popped out per sources, and per sources they also popped it back in. Oh, so maybe dislocated shoulder, and then a little bit of a dislocation. Just... Yeah, because he he fell on it on the sideline. He was defending a pass, and he did yeah. defend the pass. Although, was that – that was – It was the, the Corey Davis one where he, he, he made an just amazing dragged catch. his foot. Yeah. He, that was that was a really impressive catch. His heel – he used his heel to just scrape the stupid sideline. And then they got a longer look at it because Boye was hurt. Has instant replay gone too far? I think the cameras are too good. And if we could just go back to, like – I don't know. Like, I'm not a big uh, technology guy, but if we just 
threw out like a couple super eight cameras. I don't think we catch those uh, particles of dirt flying up. And I think that's a, that's an incomplete pass. We, yeah. We might win the, the game. <laughs> I have no idea what happened after, but I'm just assuming that Denver would have won the game. Had that happened. 4k video really screwed them there. The particles, the particles are, are really. Oh, your science has us. gone too far. Yep. It is. It's going to take over and we are all fucking doomed. I think that's uh yeah, impossible to argue. Anything else? Let's um I don't know, you want to discuss some bright spots from this game? How about you give me a couple bright spots and I'll throw a couple back at you. All right, here's a bright spot. Uh Jake Butt tricking the Titans defense to get fucking ejected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Was... I don't know what he said to him. Um I know um, I'm hoping whatever he said to him wasn't what uh, Mason Rudolph said to Miles Garrett, but whatever it was, it made Rayshon Evans mad enough to throw a full right hook into Jake Butt's at face. helmet. Yeah, at Jake Butt's helmet, which <clears throat> will always like confound me. Yeah, why, well, you'd, why you'd punch a, a man not in the face but in the helmet? Here's what's interesting about that. Uh, did you see the Mike Evans? And, um, oh, shit, who is he fighting with on the Saints? Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah, it was Lattimore. And so Lattimore pushed Mike Evans, and then Mike Evans came back and punched Lattimore in the face, and Lattimore's helmet flew off. And then they threw the flag on Lattimore because he pushed Mike Evans first. So I guess what yeah. I don't understand is why uh, – who, who got ejected? Rashawn Evans? Yeah, Rishon Evans. I was getting confused because it's Mike Evans. I was like, wait, it can't be – they both can't be Evans, can they? Yeah, bad day to be – bad weekend to, uh, <laughs> be, to Evans. be Evans. So Rashawn Evans gets ejected. Mike Evans doesn't even get a penalty. And he knocked the dude's helmet off and punched him in the face. Like, what's the difference there? It's the Tom Brady effect. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Come on. That's true. Why, why did I not you, see that? You knew the answer to that question. Why didn't I not see that? I mean, uh, the greatest ejection this week was Jamie Collins. <laughs> yeah. That was oh. – I've never seen anything like that. And that that ref is – he's soft. Come that on, That ref dude. is a coward. You know you know, he's just trying to – He was sh- he showing was, you what happened to him. He wasn't – He's roughhousing. He's just roughhousing a little bit. Um, he was just trying to, you know, he was trying to physically demonstrate – uh, what happened? What happened to he him? Was, he was trying to tattle using uh, visuals. Yeah, if you want to flag him for tattling, fine. Throw a tattle yeah. flag, or right. for not social distancing. Yep, I guess that's yep. another way to you know throw the flag. But for making contact with an official, oh, come so on. lame. I bet if I bet if you rubbed a shoulder or an official's shoulders. And gave him a, a nice little massage, massage? and possibly a, a kiss massage? on the back of the neck. I don't think they'd flag you for that. A little whisper behind the ear. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I think, we like to use the word uh, illegal contact when it's convenient. Yeah, it's like I think you're underappreciated for everything you do out here on the football field. No one, no one gives you credit. <laughs> <laughs> no one gives you credit when you make the right call, but they. But they slam you when you get a call wrong. They hate you when you screw up. I love. I think, yeah, I'm imagining someone at DNVR just, like, 
flipping to whatever point in the podcast that was and just their only takeaway is that we run an ASMR style show. <laughs> Probably have uh, more success. We'd get yeah, a bunch maybe. of weird listeners, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. The, the, it just, it, the, those are the same people who defend the, uh, the rules and the referee for that Jamie Collins ejection. So many people are like, the rules are clear. You touch a ref, you get ejected. Like, I, yeah, I understand no, that. They're not. I mean, like, how often the players just put a, a hand on the ref's shoulders, just like when they're explaining something. It was like it was like ten years ago, and Braden Stokely was just like kind of waving his hand and just so like managed to like hit a ref in the finger, and the ref threw a hissy fit and kicked kicked out Brandon Stokely. So stupid. It's you know what I think. You know what I think about all that. Not even bullshit. That's it's horseshit. Horseshit. Uh Okay, I'll, g- I'll give you another bright spot for the Broncos. Okay. It is Jerry Judy when he catches the ball. <laughs> Caveat, when he does catch it. He looks better than I thought he, he did. Um, I knew this was yeah. – You knew I mean, this. Him you Alabama. watch college football. I don't. It's like, he's like uh, Allen Iverson on a football field. Yeah, he's so he's, shifty. He's a little bit like Lamar Jackson on – Honestly, because he played with Lamar Jackson, they talked about in the broadcast. He has this like hezzy juke that is just like impossible to defend. And he he broke uh, Malcolm Butler's ankles once, and it's just it's so fun to watch. Yeah, I was surprised at how jukey he was. Um, I think when Sutton and him are on the field at the same time, it'll be dangerous. Noah Fant disappeared in the second half. We should talk about that in a minute. But uh, how many how many drops did Jerry Judy have at Alabama? I'm imagining it's not many. very few. He was very like, reliable. I feel like this was an outlier sort of thing, right? I do too. I think it it was a little bit nerves as yeah. well. So I think, you know, if, if he makes those two easy catches, which, you know, I assume he will in the future, he's looking at like six catches for – Close to, I don't know, 100 yards? Yeah. That's a really good debut. Um, I know the the one at the end of the half was kind of garbage time, but, you know, I think overall, like, I was I was not discouraged whatsoever. No, it's, um, it's so weird to say, like, the, your right. receiver had two huge drops and you still felt good about him. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, we – we both like really like the pick. I think I talked you into the pick a lot as someone who, who watches yep. more college football. Um, and, and just like looking at the, the three wide receivers, Ruggs was taken first, then Judy, then Lamb. They all finished with like around 50 yards on three or four catches. Yeah. They, so they're pretty much all even. They all need time to adjust. Ruggs was hurt for a little bit in that game, came back. Uh Cowboys were just kind of – their offense was only Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but, okay, what – Yeah, what, what, whisper the right words in the, in no. the refs' ears. Yeah, they, they, they got that offensive P.I. call. They got really the screwed the by the refs. Yeah. Uh, what, one of your bright spots. I was thinking we have a little credit to, to slam in Sammy Martin. You know, Wad Mania really fell apart All last right. year. Yeah. They haven't had a good punter in there since early early stage Britain Colquitt and Sammy was was booting bombs. 
He a was lot of hang times. He good hang time. One in, inside the five yard line, just yeah, directing kicks to the right too. Uh, the kicks were great. The coverage was good too. The coverage is is usually pretty good. I I mean it was nice. It, like the punter was a weapon today. I love I love slamming Sam. <laughs> love slamming Sam. That will be what slam, we call him every slam time. Martin. Um, he. It's okay. The punter. If, if you're if you're a punter in the NFL, you want to punt yeah. in Denver. The same way pitchers don't want to pitch for the Rockies, right. you want to punt in Denver. So it's just Correct. it's weird that they went through Marquette King, they went through Kobe Wadman, but now it looks like they got a guy took him from Detroit, like Graham Glasgow. Offensive line looked pretty good for the most part. We still have questions about Elijah Wilkinson, but uh, bright spot Garrett Bowles not talked about at all. And that is a great thing. And we've been, we've been saying for a while he deserves a, a chance. We know how hard he's been working to try and improve at left tackle. But the fact that he wasn't flagged once uh, and Drew Locke wasn't under too much pressure. So Nope, didn't get sacked um, one time. I mean, I think they, they hit his tan. Harold Landry hit his tan and knocked a, knocked a pass yeah. away, I think. <clears throat> once but you know I fumbled a snap was that clowny thing is a sack oh right yeah I guess that does count as a a sack but we'll you know we won't put that one on the offensive line it's not on the line and the other time he dropped the snap he picked it up and ran for a first down so kind of comes out in the wash I guess so half the time that Drew Locke fumbles he does something really good with the ball so that's yeah I mean he had as many drops as as Jerry Judy did so yeah kind of even on that front yeah, I mean, I didn't hear Garrett Bull's name announced. I mean, that was kind of the, the goal heading into this game and, and into the season. We'd have to look at it to, to see if he actually played well or the refs decided not to call holding, just like they didn't call holding on the Titans all night. I felt like they weren't call, calling a lot of holding on really, you know, really any game this week. It, and it felt like, you know, it makes sense as a league-wide directive, like, the season's already fucked up uh, enough, so let's not bog down week one with a bunch of penalties that throw off offenses. Right. So, I mean, we'll take a closer look at it, I guess, uh, or listen to people who know what they're talking about and see if, you know, Garrett Bowles was really improved or just kind of got away with a few, which, you know, either way <laughs> works out. Take it. We will take it. We'll, we'll take them however we can get them. Well, this is not a good segue at all, but – you know what? I also will take how you can get them. What's that? A DraftKings ad read right in the middle of the podcast. Yes. Sure was nice seeing teams back on the gridiron over the weekend, Will. Um, and we're lucky it's, it's just week one because there's so much more action to get in on with DraftKings. So at DraftKings, the DraftKings Sportsbook, it's giving all new users the chance to turn $1 – into $100. You know what that's not, Will? What is it not? Click your button. God, I wish I'd, I wish I'd oh, seen that one. That was not the good bullshit. It is not bullshit, Will. You can turn $1 into $100. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team's team wins, you cash $100. Dollars. It's 
it's, I'm pretty sure this is how the U.S. economy is going to run forever, just on sports betting from now on. And if you're going to help the economy, I would do it at Drafting Sportsbook. Uh, so head to the, the app now to scout their latest offers. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up uh, for DraftKings. If you're new to the app, just use the code DNVR. That's all I'm telling you to do in this do ad it. read. That's an order. We're, the we're, DraftKings is the new Federal Reserve, and uh, they're the only entity within the United States that has the ability to print money or any, uh, or any kind of legal tender, really. Right. I'll tell you what to bet on. Uh, Steven Gostowski not missing three field goals next week in a single game. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Steve Levy called him a future Hall of Famer, and he promptly <laughs> missed three kicks and an extra point in consecutive fashion. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think he was a Hall of Famer before he missed those kicks. Certainly not a Hall of Famer after those missed kicks. If he, was, if he was on the edge, he fell off help. the cliff and killed his Hall of Fame chances. Uh, I, right. I saw that he was – he like averaged three point – some misses per season or some shit. Yeah, which how do you miss a fraction of a field goal? I don't understand that for a second. Uh, You play for the Patriots, so there's probably a way. Yeah, I mean, between Adam Vinatieri and and future Hall of Famer Steven Goskowski, no wonder Brady won a bunch of close games. Yeah. Come on. Oh, man. Why couldn't that have happened to the Patriots in the playoffs just like once? Right. Oh, wait, you know. Gostowski did miss an extra point against the Broncos in the playoffs. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, sorry, I got a beard hair in my mouth. Okay, it got it. Also, it Brandon, Brandon McManus never missed back-to-back field goals. Saw that stat on Twitter, too. That's so, good. Gave him the big money. Our gave him the big money. personal friend has he not made, shared any of it with us yet. No. I tried to get him to put me in contact with his agent, and he did not do that. That's... So. Disappointing to say the least, but he can come back on the show and we'll talk about it. We'll make it right. Or we'll make it wrong. We'll make it right and or wrong. It's late. It's What time is it for you? 12.49. 12.49. I'm still buzzing from the utter disappointment of the yeah. loss. And uh, a low-grade adrenaline that, that makes me just want to just uh, burrow into the into the earth's core and hide for the next week until they play football right. again. This is Should, one of those losses where you, you, you turn off ESPN, you get off Twitter, you don't look at Reddit, you just ignore right. you pretend football doesn't exist yeah. until yeah. Thursday night. All I have asked for over the last couple of years is for the Broncos to have like a really good season because it would help my career out with my yeah, YouTube yeah. channel. They won't do it. And so tomorrow I'm going to work really hard on a video and a bunch of people are not going to watch it because they don't want to relive the fucking nightmare that we just witnessed. <laughs> and I don't blame them because that's how I used to be. Um, you have to find a way to trick them. What yes. will people want to watch tomorrow? Oh, check out this cool Titans video where we hype up the Titans, go tighten up. And then we shit on the Titans instead. And then everybody who actually watches the video gets really angry and dislikes it. That's my plan. That's okay. Uh, you just disabled dislikes heading into oh, it. Oh, I should, yeah. It's that's kind a of a, that's a little bit of a life hack for you. 
Yeah. People are pretty good to us. So I don't, I don't worry about that. Yeah. I think they'd, they'd take it as a joke. Although uh, I, I did notice people in the comments yesterday were accusing you of doing illicit substances to uh, maintain a certain level of energy. Oh, really? Yesterday. Yesterday's yeah. stream? The NFL one? Correct. Wow. Yeah. One person, you know, I, I saw a couple of people uh, accusing you of that. And then another person, another commenter uh, <laughs> diagnosed me as uh, having autism. I saw that. And I didn't want to, yes. I, I wasn't going to tell you because I, I read it oh, I and I thought, it. I thought they were talking about me and it made me. Nope. Made me feel really bad, and then I, I saw you said Will. I was like, "Oh, I'm not. I, I hope Will doesn't read this." I mean, okay, it's it's a little tough to go in between a you know look and switch between a you know a, a Zoom and a Google Doc and like read off stats from NFL.com. Yeah. I'm not looking at my face. Of course, I'm going to look like I have autism. Come on, what I, do you I'm, want? I've never thought that about you. Fucking chair is uncomfortable. I have to hunch forward to read the laptop without my glasses. You you no, are now that I think of it, you are very smart. You are very smart. I do have a few of the qualities um, of Ben Affleck in that one movie. Reindeer games. <laughs> Reindeer games, yeah. Um, the the accountant. Ah, I didn't yeah. see that one. I don't think. I didn't see. It. I just know he's autistic as well. Um, um, or you can just oh. go with like Rain Man or something. Uh, I'm sure DNVR is loving all of this, um, but I think I'm just socially capable enough to disqualify myself from gotcha. the running. Yeah, it was a weird comment. It was. It was strange because it, it was, came from somebody who said that they like they work yeah. with autistic people, so they know how to spot it. I was like, Yeah, why are you writing? Like, why are you writing? This? <laughs> feels like one of the rules for that is like not to diagnose someone over yeah. like a you know a video of yeah. just don't don't give mental health diagnosis via a football live stream post game show <laughs> yeah i mean it, you know um, did it did it did it uh did it fuck with you i i had to dig deep and ask myself is this true is this true i had to search within myself to find the answer and uh, oh. the answer I came up with was um, maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Does it matter? Uh, Not really. No. D like, like I said. I, I just got, I'm glad I got a free diagnosis with yeah. the state of healthcare in this country. I'm waiting for the, the bill to come thousands for, of dollars. for a, a child delivery. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, speaking of none of that, back yeah. to this Broncos game real quick. We were doing bright spots. Did, yeah. We did – who else did we – who who else? Well, we had Slammin', Slammin Sam. Slammin' Sammy Martin Ba. Slammin' uh, Sam. Josie Jewell had one great hit on Derrick Henry, one great face mask. We mentioned that at the, the beginning. First half. Uh, Alexander Johnson. Did we talk about the penalty already? We talked about the penalty. Um, the return of the osteoporosis bus driver celebration was uh, delayed. Welcome. It was welcome. No, did you see it? I didn't see him do the celebration. He did. He did it once. He oh, did it I missed the osteoporosis I was half, bus driver. I was half expecting, 
you know, Steve Levy to drop an osteoporosis bus driver reference. Yeah, I feel too. like I feel like he's kind of tuned in enough to to have heard that. I know Alexander Johnson's heard it plenty of times. Yeah. To the point where he asked what like what the fuck does this mean? What does this mean? Uh, I want to explain to him that when he does this <laughs> he looked like he had osteoporosis and he was driving he was a bus. Driving a bus. Uh, yeah. pretty obvious. Didn't look like a dinosaur to me. Uh, but I would no. like to talk to him one day. Uh, also because his charitable, uh, his charitable charity. <laughs> yeah, I am tired. His charitable charity that he supports is the, uh, Alzheimer's association, All right. uh, which is what I raised money for back in June. My sister works there. Uh, so like I've got a, I think the way we do this. Yeah. Is, um, we start some kind of uh, partnership between your sister's um, your sister service and then Alexander Johnson's charity. And every time he does the osteoporosis bus driver celebration, we set up a fund where people donate to oh, the yes. cure for osteoporosis. See, that's great. No, I, I don't only know if they want... have a cure or not. But uh, we'll find I that only that want the money to go to people who have Alzheimer's and osteoporosis. And drive, <laughs> and drive, drive buses. buses. And our bus, bus drivers. It's a very bus. specific charity. Those people are rich after this. A niche audience. Mm-hmm. If, you uh, are those, uh, if you're in that demographic, please reach out to us with, <laughs> your, uh, with your information. We'll get back to you shortly. Uh, and... Just so we know you're not messing with us, we will have the guy who diagnosed will confirm <laughs> that you're not lying. So Yeah. It's like that pro football doc who like can hear about like how a player was walking off the field. Oh and right. That Twitter account, right? Them. Yeah, it's like that. I just yeah. want like, you know, autism doc <laughs> to yeah. Twitter diagnose you for every day. Yeah, to get like a, a written description of someone's facial expressions and decide whether or not they're on the spectrum. Yeah. Thanks for that analysis, mm-hmm. stranger. Thank you very much. Uh, very helpful. Cool. Very cool. Thanks. Um, okay. Here's what, here's what I think about that. It's bullshit, man. <laughs> It's weird because we did a live stream on YouTube and I'm trying to get through the rest of this podcast and I can't remember what we said on the live stream and what we said at the beginning of this podcast. Here's anymore. what we do. We take the good, find the good stuff that we said on the live stream and just and then cut it in here. Paste it into in between, uh, yeah, autism and autism paralysis talk. Right. Just combine the two diseases. So what happened to Noah Fant in the second half? The curious case of Noah Fant. He Where did he go? I've okay, so I've been, I've had this Reddit feud with this guy go, going back, dating back a year now. So this guy, after two games, declared that Noah Fant was a bust and a waste of a first round pick. And I was like, no, it's been two games and he's been fine. And so now every time Noah Fant scores a touchdown or like has a good game, I message him. <laughs> and like he'd admit it, admit that he's good, and he won't do it. Wow! It's like he's like, why are you stalking me? Like, why do you, why do you keep doing this? And I'm like, we can make it end. We can put an end to this right now. Just say the words. I know say how you can. Words. Fant is good. I know how be, you can get him to admit that Noah Fant was good. How do we do it? Start giving him medical diagnosis when you yeah. message him. 
<laughs> Perfect. If that guy's out here listening, I have his Reddit username and I'm not going to, I'm not going to dox him. Um, but if that person is you, please come forward and we'll, we'll settle this once and for all. Man to man. No fan is good. He had, where, where was Fant? Um, yeah, five he, catches for 81 yards and a touchdown all in yeah, the first half. I don't all know in the first half. The second half. Then disappeared. Tim Patrick was the third leading receiver, 29 yards on four catches. Uh, Melvin Gordon, again, outside of that fumble, they got him going in the second half. He finished with 78 yards, had a touchdown. Really hope Philip Lindsay's not too injured. Um, yeah, uh, looks like it's a turf tail. I can't remember what we said on the stream versus what we said on the podcast. So for repeating ourselves, you know, we'll have to bear with us on that one. Yeah, we're just in a weird time crunch because of the whole late Monday night thing. And don't you feel like the late Monday night games are too weird to be shown on ESPN and they should go on like. TNT or TBS or, or USA or yeah. maybe even Spike TV. I think bring back Spike TV once a year just to host the second Monday Night Football game. Yeah, I think they should put it on like Showtime or HBO. And then, you know, when they're like, okay. you've heard them audibly bleep out like the players swearing on the field because they can hear it more clearly now. Yeah. Just let us hear all the dirty F words on there. Might as well. That's what I want. I think they're in – once you hit, like, a certain time, um, you know, and it's only 7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, but once you hit a, set, a certain time, it's, it's considered, like, open waters as far as cursing. And I know the FCC only applies to certain networks, but, Ooh. you know, networks um, like ESPN, the advertisers get a little more lax after the sun goes down. Once it gets dark outside, you can say whatever you want. Scott Van Pelt is able to, you know, say fuck this and fuck that. Uh, You know, basically, you know, talk up a storm like Al Swearingen from from Deadwood. I did hear – Talk sucker that. I did hear the ESPN crew say hell twice, so that was impressive. Yeah, I mean, did you – how did that go as a parent? Were you you a little miffed? You have to the earmuffs? Not worried at all. Uh, my my daughter was in a Broncos onesie, and then she had the biggest blowout of shit uh, to date, <laughs> and that onesie uh, was ruined. <laughs> so, sounds, sounds like it was a sign of things to come. Yeah, it, it really was. Well, a blowout didn't happen, but a, oh, a oh, foreshadowing. A bad. But loss. they shit their pants for sure. Yeah. That's okay. basically the best way to uh, to sum up this game. If you if we want to do like a too long didn't read version of this game, it's they they shat their collective onesie. They, yeah, they collect. I can't even talk. OJ OJ Mudia, Mudier OJ Mudier OJ Mudier. We need to have uh, Damashek on to pronounce Michael OJ Mudia's name. Why does he know how to do it? He's just good at. He loves like pronouncing fun, complicated fun names. names like that. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. his, his shtick. We'll get him on. Um, oh, we got the Steelers next week. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And we'll uh, have to reach out. Yeah. I thought he was playing pretty well. Um, Damashek. Oh, OJ Mudia. OJ. Yeah. 
OJ. The juice. The juice was, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was quite loose. He he uh, committed pass interference late in the game. That was he was struggling good. a little bit there with OJ Brown. OJ Brown. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. <laughs> Apple, yeah, apple juice versus orange juice. Which one are you picking in a tight spot? We've got AJ Johnson, AJ Boye, AJ Brown, all out there. OJ. OJ. Moody. I think the cat's trying to get in here. I'd say OJ a more versatile drink because you can you can turn it into a mimosa, you can turn it into a screwdriver. <laughs> Apple enough. juice doesn't really kick the same way. Okay, I think I've reached my limit. It has uh, the clock has struck midnight here on the West Coast as well. Broncos lose sixteen to fourteen. We'll, We're in a bad uh, mood. We're in a bad mood. We'll preview the Broncos Steelers a little better. Uh, we'll be back in a couple days for another episode of That's Good Broncos podcast. Again, happy to be partnered with DNVR. Not sure they're going to say the same after they listen to this shit, but uh, too late now. Yeah. Late um, now. One more to put a bow on it real quick. Uh-oh. That was bullshit. Oh, wait. Before we leave, Derek Henry finished with 116 yards. That felt maybe, like the maybe the least impressive yeah. yards I've ever seen. The Be Broncos defense they did a good job containing him. Uh 3.7 yards Three. per carry. Corey Davis went over 100 for the Titans, seven receptions. Okay. All right, I was just surprised that he had that many yards. That's it. We're done. See there you. We go. Smell you later. Wow, football is finally back, and it was good to see guys back out on the gridiron over the weekend. Lucky for us, that's just week one, and there is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week two, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into a hundo of dollars when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a single dollar bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin Franklin. How could you pass that up? If you're new to the DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go even to the bathroom. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week two, bet $1 on that team, and if they win, you can win $100. That's $1 to $100 when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older, Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.